Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast presented by A Life for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Thrivers, Pass Cards. The card drawn is blue for self-esteem and values, and the question is, what makes you happy? When my family is content, that makes me happy. When someone smiles back at me, that makes me happy. When I hear of someone accomplishing what they thought they couldn't, it makes me happy. When I learn something new, I get very happy. When someone takes the time to see the me beyond my positivity, it makes me happy. When I can help someone, it makes me happy. When I feel heard, it makes me happy. When I get a compliment, it makes me happy. When my hard work is noticed, it makes me happy. There are so many things that make me happy, even the sad things, which I didn't mention, because I can see the good that comes out of it. That goodness makes me happy. This is season two, The Role We Play, episode five, Your Opinion Matters. In opinion, we gain a little more control in our role in life that extends beyond realizing the beautiful way the universe interacts with us to push along the eternal timeline as we were purposely intended. It is the extension of what we have been made aware of. It is the role of every conscious entity, particularly humans, to control the insurance that their opinion is valid under the circumstances it is applied. Recognize the variability that time presents to it, and keeping ourselves from overreaching our opinion into non-relevant circumstances. Keeping these factors as the underlining importance behind choosing to convey your opinion allows us to keep receiving information that heightens our awareness whilst also providing valuable information to those requiring to be exposed to it for their own growth as they reach time to do so. Your opinion matters because it incites a path to learning and discovery. As L.R. Nost once said, When the world tells you to lower your head and submit in silence to how things are and always will be, lift your voice instead and sing of how things can, should, and will be, because that is why you are here. Knowing if your opinion is valid is often one of the hardest things to determine and the source of much heated internal dialogue. I struggle with this a lot, regularly questioning what right I have to my opinion or sharing it. It took the pain of having my son's life drift away from tangible existence for me to be granted the epiphany that I earned it through overcoming my trials and tribulations that molded me into the compassionate warrior that keeps surviving with a smile and tells life to bring it on. I got this. Thank you for showing me glimpses of the bigger picture with each hit. I have referenced applying these sieves to information perceived by your mind, but it applies to all information, including what you hold as truth worthy to share. Your opinion will be valid if it feels good in that it causes no harm. You have acquired proof it is true from many perspectives and it is necessary to be held in awareness. I know my opinions are valid because I took the time to find the good, a kind way to see how it applies to all the perspectives 
I allowed myself to experience while walking in every direction in the accepted world and the world cast into the shadows. And I'm seeing how necessary it is each time I hear society screaming for help, understanding why things seem so miserably close to the end of days when they just can't be. Not all my opinions have gone through the sieves, and there is plenty I keep to myself. But when it comes to the popular topic of mental health and living a quality life, I feel it is my duty to share what has been made clear to me. I believe we learn and go through things for a reason, to validate what will become our opinion. I cannot word it in any other way better than Hazrat Inyat Khan did when he said, I asked for strength and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom, and God gave me problems to learn to solve. I asked for prosperity, and God gave me a brain and brawn to work. I asked for courage, and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for love, and God gave me people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I received nothing I wanted, but I received everything I needed. When you have received everything you needed, you will have earned the ability to prove your opinion is truthful. How necessary is it to be aware of your opinion is something that is felt before it is understood. When an opinion is calling out for our peak awareness, it is alerting us to something, good or bad. The feeling of necessity is a driving urge to understand and find balance in an upheaval of any sort, even pleasurable ones. It is your soul pointing out a wolf in sheep's clothing or signaling there is a turn coming in the path that your design purpose maps, map says you should be taking. Sometimes what we are being drawn to perceive isn't clear. It could be giving more knowledge to your opinion it could be indicating an opinion is outdated, or it could be urging you to share of your experiences to those who need to hear it. Don't doubt yourself. You will know if it is necessary once you turn off the alarm and take the time to process the feeling for what it reveals. In the topic of awareness, I explained how time changes what we know, which changes our opinion on things that relate to the gained awareness. Slavery is such a big word in humanity's history that most everyone has an opinion on it, but it is also one that changed over time. We have almost forgotten when slavery became part of humanity, as it was so very long ago in a time much different than now, a time when the opinion was great fear, a threat in the world that made people believe it was best to slaughter the entirety of what was deemed threatening until a few compassionate souls challenged the extreme loss of life when it was so scarce already, changing the popular opinion to that of compassionately sparing life in exchange for servitude and honor. A millennia or so passed before that opinion too was challenged, making the opinion of independent freedom normal and the world stood up against enslaving people, but not all conscious entities like animals. We still haven't healed from the conflicts that followed that global change in opinion, but that didn't stop the opinion from continuing to transform over time. As we came to realize enslaving life at all was harmful and so invalid, 
and are coming to understand that slavery continued for free humans chasing the dollar that the system dangles in front of us just out of reach, bringing us to the brink of yet another change to the common opinion on the topic. It is our role in life to recognize how time and exposure changes opinions. The former opinion was the force that drove our growth and increased awareness in the first place, and there needs to be room to continue adding layers to an opinion over time. Recognizing the change in opinion over time is not easy for those not astute in historical affairs, but can be determined when listening to the stories on generational trauma told to us daily in our youth. Comparing what little we learn of the past in the present to the present as it is against what is proposed of the future will show you how to relate to an opinion as it was, is, and how it will be. You may relate to what was or what is proposed, but either way, the difference between them is the change that time created. It is your role to forgive the past and the perpetrators of the old ways, unaware deeds, knowing that you learned from being exposed to the fallout of their mistakes, allowing you to be aware that you can walk a better path. This forgiveness allows you to feel the protective love at the root of how the past inferred their opinion as a rule to live by, understanding that the information presented to them at the time was limited compared to what is now known. It is easier to forgive knowing that one day your time will need to be forgiven for not knowing what the future will know. Realizing the cyclical nature of how opinion changes with new information will help leave room for the new information as it comes so you can transition with ease to what will become normal, reducing the conflict between the old and new form of opinion on a topic. Conflict between the stages of a changing opinion is often created by overreaching part of an opinion to give it relevance where there is none. This attempt to justify the actions made in line with how the opinion was before creates an unwillingness to grow and a divide with those who are already growing into the new awareness. Overreaching is actually the most regular defiance humans make toward their role, and it happens in small doses every day on a personal level, generational level, and cultural level. We even overreach within our own mental conversations. Think of the times you told yourself you were not good at something based on a time in the past you struggled, not realizing that you learned to succeed from that time you stumbled. You stop yourself from seeing that you may actually be good at that something with a little practice. I used to say I wasn't a good cook because I burnt many meals, but it took removing my opinion to realize that I was a good cook. I just had a tendency to get distracted by many other things I had going on in the moment. Once I learned it wasn't my cooking, but my concentration, I was able to remove the opinion and learn to cook. Now I share recipes with others, which never would have come to be if I kept reaching my opinion of my skill into my ongoing experiences. There are so many ways we overreach our opinions that it can be a wordy explanation So I like to use examples from my life to explain the concept. But you can apply the idea to most anything. Raising children is a common place people tend to overreach, and I'm just as guilty, though I work really hard not to. When I was a child, I was bullied for the physical effects 
of an infant trauma, I learned young how mean people can be if they don't understand. Now I teach my children to be brave enough to disclose their reasoning when they choose to stand out, and if they cannot be brave, then to have the reservation on how they present their unique circumstances. I should never tell them to hold themselves back for any reason, but I fear they will go through the pain I did. I need to constantly remind myself that I learned to seek understanding because I was never understood, and they will learn something that makes them special from the pains they endure. My overreach stops them from experiencing what they will grow from, which is the basis of generational trauma. My experience is a little more open-minded than most generational overreach is in normal part of life. If you had a little when you were young, you will probably work yourself to the bone to give your children everything, not realizing that their need is your time for them to grow. Living in a society that institutionally provides a blanket that blinds us to knowing who has not, while still hiding those who have as a carrot for the the covered to be aspiring to be like. If you grew up with parents who spoiled you, but had no time for you, then you probably sacrifice everything to ensure you are always there for your children who just need space to learn for themselves. Preventing overreach is about finding a balance between your protective love and their needs based on the relevant circumstances. The same balance is what is required to quell the cultural overreach, which is often a righteous quest for justice in telling the whole story of a past event that is written to glorify the victor, diminishing the wrongdoings, and altering the opinion of the masses generation after generation, which we slightly alter in retelling. Cultural opinion that drastically contradicts the opinion of an opposing culture has made it hard for people to understand which side in the truth resulting in the formerly victimized culture to resort to showing the generations of demonized victorious culture with light deeds making the victims of the offenders no better, leaving both sides wrong and little learned. The indigenous Americans in Canada and the, and the Indus have found closest balance to rectifying knowledge about, past, about the past using open communication that ensures both sides are awoken to what their culture means to them, why they chose to hold their culture dear, and how it can benefit everyone to consider as part of how they live. And mostly, limiting persecution beyond a simple story by the aligned activist who cancels part of another culture in attempts to show penance. The way they have combat cultural trauma and opinion without overreaching has been so well taken that their former white enemies, if you will, wish they were redder by birth. We are proud to thank the indigenous for letting us use their land for so long, giving it both the known and original names on utterance. We are learning with each new day how to merge their connection to the earth, animals, and universe into our way of life, having been taught to understand instead of appropriate in appreciation. We can learn a lesson in our role in holding an 
opinion on all three levels of overreach from these cultures showing us how to grow unified into new opinions of the future, growing together through each experience. All that I have shared herein has given you only a tidbit of knowledge as to how to maintain your role, your role in life by continuing to develop your opinion, sharing it when it is necessarily good truth to know, and handing your opinion to the next generation with an open mind, they will use it for good in their own way. It is up to you to decide how you form and use your opinion going forward. Opinions can be shared and held in common, but ultimately, they are your own, and you must honor how they formed while still being willing to let them change. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Reflect on the times in the past where you shared your opinion with someone. What made you feel you should? What were you sharing? An experience? A moral upbringing? A knowledge reference? A re relatable feeling? A personal conditioning? Or a discomfort with the information that conflicts with one of your core values? In the past, how did you know when it was the right time to share your opinion? Have you ever been out of line when you shared or were you sharing too much? I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone, Pass Cards for short. The question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is blue for self-esteem and values. And the question is, what makes you feel loved? We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your Pass Cards, Positive Attitude Zone, at www.graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G small r-a-d capital u small i-t capital t small h-r-i-v-e-r-s dot com stay wonderful wholesome happy open-minded and natural smiling as much as you can take care until we talk again this has been heidi hardy on a mind matters podcast created by a light for change